Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I'm a perfectionist, and so that's hard with kids. There's definitely days when I have my doubts about my abilities. I struggle with my temper. I struggle with, like, how I react with situations. I wish I knew how to... I guess just calm myself before speaking to them. I wish I was better at taking time to sit down and just listen more to my child. I wish I was more confident in being a mom. I'm not the most patient person in the world. Patience. Patience is far and away probably the biggest struggle. I just want them to know just how much I love them. My mom is totally awesome. She's fun to snuggle with. Pretty, funny. She does cook a lot of food for me. She's just unique. That's why I love her so much. We go on dates together. Like, we go shopping. She loves me a lot. I have a lot of favorite things about my mom. We like to watch movies together and color and stuff. We go to church together. We volunteer together. She is like my heart, I guess you could say, because she's that close to me. My favorite thing is to jump on a trampoline with my mom. That's my most favorite thing to go up high. We like get ice cream or something and like you go to the nail salon and have fun. <laughs> my mommy's my hero. She's pretty and beautiful. She is my hero. She just will care about me and just always love me forever. She's the best. <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> I always seem to focus mostly on the negative, and I guess I can walk out of here and say that I'm doing something great and that my child is viewing me in totally different lenses as I view myself. So that's, that's inspiring. This is my calling. This is my job. This is what I love to do and I will do it better and with love each and every day because those kids count on me and they love me for what I'm doing. Welcome and good morning. That video is pretty cool, huh? So, my name is John Turner. I'm the uh, youth intern or the uh, ministry intern here at Heartland Church of Christ. We're struggling with getting the lights back on, it looks like. There you go. Um, so, a lot of you know that Alicia and I have baby number one, a little girl, on the way. So having 
baby number one on the way. I have been exposed to all things baby at a level that I never expected, never been exposed to before. I know more about the female anatomy than I ever wanted to know. And I've used the phrase, that's cute, more times in the last three months than in the 33 years prior. And I have a feeling that my education and my change in vocabulary is just beginning. I even have a brother who we found out just last week that he's having a little girl as well. And that's little girl number three for him. So we're being overrun by little girls. Um, Our uh, nursery is coming along. We've got pretty much all the major pieces in place, um, including our crib, which we assembled last weekend. Uh, It's a big change, uh, having a baby. Uh, I know that seems obvious, but we've rearranged our home almost completely. We've acquired different vehicles. And, of course, for Alicia, her life has been turned upside down and inside out, literally. (laughs) For the record, she told me I could say that. (laughs) So I don't know if you noticed in in that video, but... um, you know, I've been I've been introduced to more of these tear jerking videos um, about parenthood as well that I never expected. Um, but you, I've, I've learned that um, motherhood is really difficult, um, not easy. It's filled with stress and with chaos, and you could see that in the video at the very beginning. Um, all of these women displayed some level of stress, fear, worry anxiety. You could see it in their faces. You could hear it in their voices. And I'll bet that many women, mothers in this room, know that feeling all too well. I want to read for you something today in the NIV Study Bible. It's about the book of Philippians. And if you've brought your your Bibles with you, we're going to stay in Philippians today. Um, So if you'd like to follow along, go ahead and turn to Philippians um, Philippians is a, is a letter that was written by the Apostle Paul um, while he was in prison. It's a letter encouraging Christians who are going through persecution, and it's a call to maintain unity all the while. But the book of Philippians is also it's sort of mosaic in nature because it has a lot of kind of juicy tidbits that are, are really good for everyday life. So I want you to I want to want you to listen to what the NIV study Bible says in its commentary about this letter to Philippians. It says Philippians manifests a particularly vigorous type of Christian living. First, self humbling. Second, pressing toward the goal. Third, dealing with anxiety. Four, Ability to do all things. And five, it is outstanding as the New Testament letter of joy. The word joy in its various forms occurs some 16 times in only four chapters. So the book of Philippians is about being self-humbling, pressing toward the goals, dealing with anxiety, the ability to do all things, and It's all about joy. Now, those four things, those five things, 
sound like motherhood to me. And I think there's something that we can learn about this. Because just like we can learn all these things from the book of Philippians, we can also look to the mothers and learn these things. You see, some of the traits uh, that we find so uh, admirable in moms are the same traits that God wants all of God's people to have. You might, in fact, say that motherhood is a particularly vigorous type of Christian living. So, first of all, mothers are self-humbling. Alicia is 24 weeks pregnant right now, and she continues to experience nausea. Um, Her feet are sore and swollen by the end of the day. She finds her shoes and socks more difficult to put on by the day. Um, Our baby girl even uses her bladder like a trampoline. Um, So it requires a lot of self-humbling, putting others in front of yourselves. She's even gave up chocolate. She doesn't have an appetite for chocolate anymore. I can't even imagine what that's like. So I'm convinced that nothing teaches humility like motherhood. Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 through 4 says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. Imagine for a moment if all God's people were as self-humbling as mothers are. Mothers also press toward the goal. Alicia and I have a big goal right now, represented by the date August 28th. That's our due date. We've been waiting uh, for that date since before Christmas. Whenever a child is conceived, a new mother is also conceived. And from that moment of conception, the mother's life is now filled with goals that she presses toward for her children. For some, it's the due date like it is for Alicia. For other mothers, it's potty training. While for others, it's the first day of school or high school graduation and the day that you get to send them out the door to the real world. There are countless goals along the way that mothers strive towards. A mother's job is never really finished. And even more important than potty training or the first day of school or high school graduation is raising your child up in the way of the Lord, teaching the child and modeling the gospel. Listen to what Proverbs chapter 6, verse 20 through 23 says. My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Find them always on your heart, fasten them around your neck. When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. When you awake, they will speak to you. For this command is a lamp. This teaching is a light. And correction and instruction are the way to life. Mothers, this is your perpetual goal, your number one priority. To instill integrity and truth in your child. You are likely your child's first Bible teacher and evangelist. Philippians chapter 3, verse 14 says, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. 
If you are a mother, your call of teaching your child right from wrong, like the Apostle Paul's call, is a call from heaven. Imagine for a moment if all God's people pressed toward their goals like the mothers pressed toward their goals. Paul also says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 13, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Mothers do all things for their family. Mothers experience childbirth. And if that wasn't enough, they hold, hug, and rock their children to sleep. They are the repairers of toys, cleaners of chins, wipers of tears, kissers of scraped knees, and they make stains disappear. They cure hunger, stubbed toes, sore throats, blistered bottoms, and broken hearts. They pull teeth, tangled hair, ticks, and band-aids in one quick, painful motion. Mothers yell at ball games. They film recitals. They take take pictures at every welcome to this state sign on vacation. Mothers have eyes on the back of their head, and they have the ability to always tell the difference between a white lie and the whole truth. They know things about flowers. They know secret hiding places for the remote control. They build school projects, help with homework, and make school lunches. Nobody makes better chocolate chip cookies or egg sandwiches than mom. And mothers never forget to pack extra gloves, Kleenexes, cheese sticks, and Neosporin. Finally, mothers are the dispensers of grace, bestowers of forgiveness, and they have an an unending supply of unconditional love for those that they brought into this world. God has truly blessed mothers with a strength that only a mother could hold without buckling underneath its pressure. Imagine if all God's people were so dedicated to each other as a mother is to her children. Now, unfortunately, all of this care and concern that a mother has generates significant anxiety. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 through 7 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, Present your request to God and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. Do not be anxious about anything. Mothers, you're thinking that's easier said than done. Is that even reasonable not to be anxious about anything? Is this a command? Do not be anxious about anything. I mean, after all, aren't there certain certain situations in life where a little anxiety is warranted? Your child falls out of the treehouse. Isn't there a little anxiety called for there? The school principal calls. Isn't anxiety warranted? A policeman shows up at your door. A little anxiety, I would say, is warranted in that situation. Yes, anxiety is natural when life gets difficult. You can't avoid it. And no, do not be anxious is not a command. You are not sinning if you are experiencing anxiety. 
Think of the mothers in that video. At the beginning of the, vi- at the video, they were all really anxious, weren't they? In fact, they all pretty much thought that they were failing as mothers. Was their anxiety warranted? It's great that they all aspired to be better mothers, but sometimes it's not as bad as we think, is it? Most of the time, it's not as bad as we think. Much of the time, we really aren't anxious about anything. We're actually anxious about nothing. One of the earliest memories that I have from my childhood memory is one of fear and anxiety. Um, I used to think that there was a mean old crocodile underneath my bed. So every morning when uh, I was supposed to get up and get ready for school, it would take me forever because I would have to summon up the courage just to put my toes on the carpet because I thought this crocodile would reach out and grab my ankles. Was that anxiety unwarranted or what? But I think we all have these crocodiles underneath our bed uh, that we worry, we stress out about, um, and we really don't have a lot to, to worry about. There are things that are worthy of anxiety. But what we have here in this scripture is advice from Paul on what to do when you do experience anxiety. In every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. Now, mothers, I know that you need some of this peace of God that transcends all understanding. Mothers, I know that you need some of this peace of God that guards your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. And I can picture Paul in his prison cell writing this letter. And as as he's sitting there, he probably looked up and he saw a prison guard standing there, watching over him. And he thinks, oh, the peace of God guards your hearts and your minds in Jesus Christ. God is always guarding us. He's always nearby. This advice was originally meant for Christians going through persecution, but mothers, you can absolutely use this advice in your heavenly call. So like the women in the video, allow me to put a little love in your hearts as well. I have here some letters from children in our congregation. Um, And I want to thank the Adairs, Jeff and Sarah, and Ishmael and Kaylee Sirion and Becky Redock. They all helped me uh, come up with these letters in their Bible classes. Um, The first ones here that I'll read are from uh, the Navigators and our Teenagers. And I'm going to be I'm going to let them be anonymous um, because I didn't get all the names. And I remember when I was that age, I would be completely embarrassed if if somebody saw that I had any emotion whatsoever. (laughs) My mom is a wonderful cook. She's so nice. She cleans my room and does my laundry and she cares for me. I love my mom because she gave birth to me. She gives her everything for us. My mother takes care, cleans, works, and loves for us. We will never understand what she does for us. I hate when she comes home and is too tired to do anything because she works so hard. 
I love that your light in the toughest storm never goes out. I love that your mind never seems to hold doubt. I love that you're a guide for the lost on their darkest day. I love that your face always shines brighter than any day in May. I love that you're mom. I love that my I love my mother's sense of humor. I love my mom's taste in movies and music. I love my mom's ability to be nice to anyone. I love my mom because she thinks ahead and always has a plan. She cares about other people as much as she cares about herself. She will always go out of her way to help other people. I love my mom because she is a wonderful cook. Also, she is very nice to me. And she buys me stuff. She gave birth to me. I love everything about my mommy. She is always here for me. She listens to me and she makes me laugh more than anyone else can. She seriously is the funniest person ever. From her strange voices to her scary dance moves, she is always able to brighten my day. You're my best friend. I love you, Mommy. I love my mom because she is always supportive of my decisions. She's my number one fan. Even though I may be a trouble, my mom never gives up or abandons me. She puts her children before her own needs. She is a great example of how to be a Christian woman. Mom, you always give me good advice, and I know that you have my back. Thanks for making me a better person in, in many ways. You've prepared me for life. You've been teaching me how to clean, to cook, bake, to care, and how to be independent. Thank you for everything. Love you. I love you, Mom. You're short, but you keep me in check. I wish I could say who this was. (laughs) By the way, I am going to give these letters to the respectful mothers. So I appreciate all the things you do for me, even though I don't show it sometimes. You mean a lot to me. Now, the following are responses from our children in Bible Adventureland. Becky Redock had them finish three phrases. The first phrase is, my mom is funny when she... My mom is funny when she gets speeding tickets. (laughs) How many speeding tickets do moms get? I mean, when she squirts water at me when we are doing the dishes, when she acts goofy to get us to smile, when she screams when she sees a bug, and when she's running late. My mom is really good at making brownies, smoothies, meatloaf, cupcakes, cookies, omelets, chicken casserole, homemade pizza, and calzones. She's also good at crocheting, drawing, taking photographs, and she, really, and she has really good computer skills. I appreciate my mother because she buys and fixes food, makes quilts for the preschoolers, volunteers to help our community, takes good care of me, keeps me clean, helps me do my homework, tickles me, smiles at me, tells funny jokes, takes me shopping, and loves me with all her heart.
So I would like for all women here today to stand. Go ahead and stand up. All women, mother or not. Some of you women, uh, you're not blessed with motherhood and the, and the anticipation of motherhood has has caused broken hearts for you, but you are still um, worthy of honor today. You have so much to offer this congregation. So all women, I thank you. Allow me to pray for you right now. Let's all pray for these mothers and women. Father God, we... We come to you now and we present to you these women standing before you. Um, They are a great um, asset. They are beautiful. Um, We we don't know what we would do without them. We would be completely lost with each and every one of them. Father, we we present to you the ones who um, have had miscarriages, who have lost children, who cannot have children. We mourn with them. And we pray your blessing for them. Help us to encourage them so that they might know that they have gifts that are vital to each one of us and that these children depend on them too. Father, we most of all, we just thank you for these women. We thank you with all our hearts because they are strong and they show us traits and characteristics that you have taught us and that we should all look to in order to be better people, to be better Christians to be better men, to be better husbands, to be better fathers, to be better boyfriends, to be better friends and children. So we thank you for these women today. In Jesus Christ's name I pray. Amen. All right, ladies, have a seat. Thank you. Finally, the theme in Philippians that goes hand in hand with motherhood to go along with self-humbling, Pressing toward the goal, battling anxiety, and the ability to do all things through Christ is joy. I had the opportunity to spend some time in the Shawnee Mission Hospital Birth Center uh, last week. It was Tuesday, which was May 5th. And there was a family gathering there, probably about 12 to 15 people. And they were all waiting in joyful anticipation of a new granddaughter a new niece, a new sister. And the atmosphere in this waiting room was giddy. Um, Somebody even brought baby sombreros because it was Cinco de Mayo. They were wearing them. They were taking pictures. They were laughing. Um, It was really a room that was full of joy. Unfortunately, I had to leave before the baby was delivered. But I can only imagine the joy of that room room when when the baby had arrived. Almost nothing can match the joy of bringing a new baby into the world. What a joy it is to be a mother. Watching your child laugh and smile, crawl and walk, watching and learn, watching her master new tasks and make new friends. And what better joy does a mother have than to know that her children love her? Some of you may recognize uh, these particular song lyrics. How much do I owe you to the mother, said the son, for all that you have taught me in the days when I was young? Shall I bring expensive blankets to cast upon your bed and a pillow for to rest your weary head? 
And the mother said, I won't take less than your love, sweet love. No, I won't take less than your love. All the comforts of the world could never be enough. I won't take less than your love. Mothers are self-humbling. They press toward the goal. They go to great lengths to care for their families. They struggle with anxiety, but they experience, experience joy by serving those they love. Just imagine for a moment if all Christians had the same attitude. If you are blessed with a mother who loves you today, do me a favor and do her a favor and send some love her way today. It's the least that you can do, and it's all that she needs. The song continues. How much do I owe you, said the man to his Lord, for giving me this day and every day that's gone before? Shall I build a temple? Shall I make a sacrifice? Tell me, Lord, and I will pay the price. And the Lord said, I won't take less than your love, sweet love. No, I won't take less than your love. All the treasures of the world would never be enough. And I won't take less than your love. You are blessed with a heavenly father that loves you. And do me a favor and send him some love today as well. You can do it just like you do your mother. Just tell them that you love them. And you can also take on the traits that we have learned from the mothers in this world. Uh, and that will please God. That will show God that you love him as well. If you have any needs today, uh, if you have prayer requests, um, if you need somebody to love on you, to pray for you, we are going to have a shepherd in front and in the back, shepherd of our congregation. If you would like to be a Christian, Today, change your life forever. You may see one of these shepherds as well. If you have any needs, let's stand as we sing.